the Hume Newman College Preparatory School, one PSIS 180 on the Harlem Way. School, you say NYC DOE. One eighty, a uh, PS one eighty, IS one eighty, Harlem World. Education is key in the world. Straight out of Harlem, Hugo Newman College Preparatory School, PSIS one eighty, exit three, please. Ooh, I feel the feel. Ooh, track and field. IS one one eighty. Ooh, they got a track. Ooh, Harlem, Harlem, straight out of Harlem, New York City. Housing development, housing affordability on the way. Shout out to the New York City, Harlem people, where my Africans day. Oh, oh, my Latin people, Latino, and the bodego along the way. By Memorial Field, FIS 180 The Police Athletic League in the city of New York. How? Yeah, Police Athletic League. New York City, one, two, three. Both your bottles, both your robots. Oh, 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 me, Harlem, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ordinance, please, on a Spotify way, duo, duo, you say twelve ninety nine. New Trace Gate, ooh, uh. woo, woo, Coca Cola, Coca Cola bottles on the shake shake side. You don't like um, you don't like driving downtown from Harlem. Do you live Harlem? Is that your? Yeah, I I've been doing this ten years. Ten years. I'm going to Africa this Saturday with my daughters. Okay. I've been doing this. I Harlem is just now because I was just going to fill up country, but I don't like to drive in Harlem because it's too much traffic. People crazy. They would park to whatever they want. I like to walk like down. Right, right. People they are, you know, no cheap, they give money. They give money. You say what? I say people that are no cheap in downtown. They give tip, man. They're cheap downtown? No, I say they're not cheap. Oh, they're not cheap downtown, yeah, they, they give tip. tip. They give good tip and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And they don't bother you. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? How do they over there? Oh, it's a painful ass, man. Mm. They take me this, this, why you do this, blah, 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 too much, blah, blah, blah. Mm.
So are you now, like, did you work throughout, like, the COVID season or no? No, I didn't work. Because I got my daughters. I, I was so scared to give them the, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. I said, you know what, this is there. It's just like, two weeks ago, I get out. I said, you know what, I'm going to Africa. I need to build money. Just let's go work a little bit. But mm -hmm. I was inside my apartment the whole time. Oh, really? So today we'll be talking about why is New York one of, or the largest, the safest big city?
So, uh, why is New York one of the safest cities? So, yesterday I was uptown Harlem and, uh, rather warm days, uh, really, actually it was really hot, the sun was out, and I was on Frederick Douglass Boulevard, and I went into the train station, and somehow I, uh, when I was sitting down on uh, the bench by the turnstile, like right like a couple of feet away from the turnstile, but there was a bench, you know, that I sat on. Two young men came up to me and they said to me, um, they asked a question. They said, did you see an iPhone that was laying here? And I was like, what? You know, an iPhone? <laughs> I was like, okay. And they, it was kind of weird. So they, you know, anyway, so I said, no, I haven't seen an iPhone. And they began to, they still continued the conversation. Um, and, and so then I, somehow I decided that I needed to go back outside the train station. So the young men were now on the opposite side of the turnstile. They initially were talking to me through the gate. And the, basically, it was so weird to me for someone to ask, you know, did did I find an iPhone here? I mean, I don't know, to me, in the train, you know. So, and I was like, no, you know, but you should, you know, obviously uh, call the MTA. Did you speak to the, you know, the, the loss prevention, the, the loss, lost and found unit, which I think is a couple of stops away here in the city of New York, where they have a, pretty much in a train station, underground they have a lost and found place i believe and so anyway long story short i was like okay that's the weirdest question to ask someone uh, i don't know because i kind of feel like you know when you put it you know if you lose an iphone you lose your iphone right but obviously so no uh, and then so i went outside and i went back to kind of do some work and sketching the neighborhood and understanding what was going on long story short the police were like kind of like in the area um and so they make a u-turn and they came back around and then they went to speak to these young men and, you know, initially, it didn't occur to me, even though 10 to 20 minutes before, um, uh, that experience with the police turned around uh, and now walked over to the, a group of, like, a much more, like, five or six more young people. They're no more, like, 17, 18 years old. And now they go over to them, and they basically are talking with them. But my mind initially did not pin, like, didn't put the two young men who asked me about their phone 15 or 20 minutes earlier with that conversation. I mean, with that sight of seeing the police officers now talking to those young people. So the first thing that came to my mind was like, wow, what are these police officers doing? Um, and what, what are they talking about with these young men? It was two African-American police officers. And I was like, listen, what are they, you know, not remembering that this young man had asked me that he, did he lose his phone? And so uh, I've lost things in, in the city, um, and particularly on the train station, and have had the opportunity to utilize the lost and found throughout the MTA system. And so, and obviously it's there, it's open certain days a week, and there is a resource for that. Um, it, it, it was really, it was shocking for young people to ask me, did I find a, 
you know, did I, what I find, I mean, personally, I probably wouldn't even ask somebody. I would just look and just keep it moving, right? But, because uh, in my mind, you know, when you lose something like an iPhone or put it down in a public space such as a train station, you, you kind of write it off, right? If you can't find it and you don't see it laying there, do you walk around asking what everyone in a train station to have they found your phone? Um, so I thought it was really commendable for the young people to have that initiative. <laughs> and maybe somebody might have found it. Um, but then the second part of this was that, um, that somehow or another, my initial thoughts of seeing the police once again with these young people were that maybe they did something wrong. And that there was a problem with them as it relates to probably, you know, whatever. And it was not the case. It was a case that somehow they had misplaced their phone and they obviously felt comfortable enough to interact with police. That may be the truth. I don't know. But the reality is 15 minutes later, they were, you know, having a conversation with the police officers. And for whatever it is, it wasn't bad. They didn't, you know, there was no arrest. There was no any type of brutality. There wasn't any type of thing that I, I felt wrong. But I... So, safe in city in terms of just basic stuff, I feel it, 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 here goes the thing, you know, big, big cities have a lot of people, a lot of different people, and we see a lot of things going on, in particular now, I'll be really clear, you know, on, I'm a firm believer that somehow things happen in, uh, not always in perfect order, but things happen there's certain things that just happen during certain periods of time. Um, and in terms of New, New York, I don't think we're exempt from any of the schedules. I think that we just have things in place that enable us to deal with things differently. And I'll go specifically to say that, you know, when I heard about uh, the, the COVID, the coronavirus, I thought to myself, well, wow, you know, I was raised in that, up in a, uh, you know, hearing people say, you know, during president, you don't, you don't go certain places during election season, uh, during election time. And, you know, the next thing that I kind of, as I think about it, the COVID sort of kind of like happened around, it, it, it's in the election season, to be quite honest with you. And if you look at the history of how when things have happened, they've always happened during the similar things have happened during the elect like you know during election seasons um for example um and we'll, we'll hit right back but the reality the h1n1 happened during election season where a president sitting president lost to another president due to how things went down with the, you know, at that point in time with the virus, which you could tap into. Safest cities throughout the, that COVID season, I felt like New York was really safe in terms of not only like, I mean, crime, crime is, there's, I mean, crime changes. And, and depending upon the, the population and people and what happens and, and so many factors, economic factors, social economic factors, what people are going through. Um, New, York, New York, I feel, 
was, I never felt for one moment unsafe. In fact, throughout the COVID season, I felt like the city, there were less people on the street. And so that enabled me to keep moving forward. And I, I, in other words, I felt really comfortable in a place that was more, you know, quiet or desolate, if you will. There were no, there was actually no one on the street. Um, besides like the police, you know, I would see them like at different locations. Um, safety to me is just being comfortable and feeling like I'm, I'm having no fear about walking around. And so that is not an issue uh, for me and throughout that season. So anyway, bottom line is, here we go, we're gonna top it off right now. Safest cities. Uh, <laughs> here goes what I wanna say. Violence happens during election seasons. Not only in the United States of America, it's a pattern. It has happened time and time again, you know, in different countries. People start carrying on and, and just really, and we've seen that happen here. And the reality of it is you cannot save everyone and you cannot arrest everyone and you cannot change everything overnight. And you cannot predict what people will do, the exact actions of people every single day. So if I decide to go outside and do something, I would have to get caught. And there are systems in place that enable us uh, or, or would enable me in that position as, you know, uh, a medicine society, if you will, or, or whatever, to be, you know, brought to justice because there's systems in place. Um, I don't know what's wrong or right to say, but I think this, the city is safe because, like, you know, even when I was in Brooklyn, uh, helicopters flying over the, I was like, what they, what in Bushwick, you know, Bed-Stuy, it's like, why is the helicopters flying over me? You know, so you, you, they're, they're watching from all angles. You know, the, the, there are tons of tons and tons and tons of different vehicles in the sky, but when they're skirting around in one spot or like in one concentrated area over a period of time, you would want to think that it has something to do with security. Safest city, uh, that's from the sky down. In between, I don't know what's going on, but I reality is that, is that crime with this, crime, crime happens every day. The reality, it happens every day. Now, remembering that that we're, so we, we get our information through media sources and news sources, which their job is to deliver whatever makes sense to them. And it was important. I'm sure they get much more news than they could ever talk about. And so, honestly, certain things are pushed at certain points in time because it makes more sense to them. Um, and to be honest with you, it's unfortunate that we people you know people are just are losing there's so much going on people are not the, their normal selves they're not working they're not in school things have paused and as we get back to that people are now faced with different types of challenges and stresses you know in terms of safest city it to me what what it speaks is is like we like you know People are, they need to be, they need to get back to where we were or even better in terms of, uh, uh, you know, occupying people's time, you know, and, and to reducing stress. You know, people just don't need to be at home because while that stay at home thing worked for a while, the reality is in certain places, in certain communities where they don't have access to everything they need or they're not working as normal, then things seem to get weird and crime seems to happen. And then, and, and, you know, with, with particular young people seem to get caught up in this or really old. It just, all people just seem to get caught up in it. 
you know, and safety in a city like New York means to me is that I could, anything could happen to me. Someone could do something to me. Um, I, I could, anything could happen because the reality, anyone could choose to practice a behavior that is just wrong or criminal, you know, or hateful. You know, they could attack you for whatever reason. But the reality is, is, or burglarize you, or, you know, whatever. But the reality is, is that one of the things I am really confident at is that you will get caught. No one is perfect. No one is perfect. No one is perfect. Everyone has an issue. And everyone in their point in their life has faced, uh, a been in a position where they might have been breaking the law or doing something wrong. But the reality is you will get caught. And I would say... You can look right, you can look left, you can look up, you can look down. There is policing and safety measures in place, even where you don't think they are. Because I swear to you, I don't know where sometimes these, like, I mean, sorry, I don't want to swear, but I, I'm going to tell you the truth. You know, I'm, I'm standing here, and I'm like, where is the, the, the state? It's like, it's, New York City is, is will not do things the way it did things 10 years ago. And that's the interesting thing about this place is that I know for a fact that here it goes. You, we've talked about it. You know, if you're going to catch someone who's doing something bad, you cannot be, it's done differently. Perfect example, I'll give you, and I'll leave it at that, the bodegas. There was a point in time where bodegas were looked at upon as a, a hangout spots, and, and eventually lots of crimes used to happen in front of them. They don't. And the reason why is that was an initiative, I'm sure, was managed by the police department. I don't want to talk about policing, but when people are dying and li lives are being lost, and at the same time we're having a conversation of police brutality, and at the same time we're having a president election, I think let's have a balanced conversation. I'm trying to do this over time. Not too many, but, but over time. The reality is, is that if you go in a bodega, you better believe, you better believe, you better believe every single form of policing and surveillance is, is incorporated into New York City's system. And no matter where you are. And that's it. Hopefully you get the picture here. I'm not like, you know, going to break it down to a science, but stop thinking like that that it's not existent. It is. Safety is 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 is, is that you could walk outside your door and you know, you know, the probability is greater that you will not have an issue that you would have to worry about like other places that are completely out of control. The moments where we had mo the looting and stuff, there were measures that were taken to ensure that we would not have that continue and then that we can move forward. That's it. I mean, safer city it goes down to they got it covered. You're going to get, like, you know what I'm saying? The, the person's going to get caught. So it's not a, and hopefully over time, as it did, and it has this proven itself, the, 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 the impacts, uh, the people are less likely to do certain things. So, but then yet again, there's been 
so much work that has been done to to release people from things, but yet still people choose to do stupid things. And I don't know why, but anyway, safe. That's what safe cities mean to me uh, at this point in time. Pay attention. And in terms of like you know the, what's going on with viruses and stuff, read about H one N one and what that story ended in the election cycle. Uh, what was I saying now? Love yourself. <laughs> Whatever. Just live a better life uh, and just be safe. <laughs> Uh, no justice, no peace. Moving my mask. Yay! I'm gonna leave the city of New York. I'm gonna walking the district. I mean, you might say, oh, you walking the district, which one this week? Which one today? Well, only the first district, the one which is the food pigeons along the city hallway. Shout out to the New York City Council, the sheriff's office. You say, ooh, is the sheriff reported police department or did it own separate entity? Mm, press button today, can you put in the press button please? Cause what's the difference? I mean we know Marshall Bumble stuff. Oh and all those of us. Yeah, sheriff and Marshall the same? Who knows? Did they teach us at our New York City public schools? Who knows? Hmm, Coronza. Back to school you say? So today we'll be talking about why is New York one of, or the largest, the safest big city?
So, uh, why is New York one of the safest cities? So, yesterday I was uptown Harlem and, uh, rather warm days, uh, really, actually it was really hot, the sun was out, and I was on Frederick Douglass Boulevard, and I went into the train station, and somehow I, I when I was sitting down on uh, the bench by the turnstile, like right like a couple of feet away from the turnstile, but there was a bench, you know, that I sat on. Two young men came up to me and they said to me, um, they asked a question. They said, did you see an iPhone that was laying here? And I was like, what? You know, an iPhone? <laughs> I was like, okay. And they, it was kind of weird. So they, you know, anyway, so I said, no, I haven't seen an iPhone. And they began to, they still continued the conversation. Um, and, and so then I, somehow I decided that I needed to go back outside the train station. So the young men were now on the opposite side of the turnstile. They initially were talking to me through the gate. And the, basically, it was so weird to me for someone to ask, you know, did did I find an iPhone here? I mean, I don't know, to me, in the train, you know. So, and I was like, no, you know, but you should, you know, obviously uh, call the MTA. Did you speak to the, you know, the, the loss prevention, the, the loss, lost and found unit, which I think is a couple of stops away here in the city of New York, where they have a pretty much in a train station, underground they have a lost and found place i believe and so anyway long story short i was like okay that's the weirdest question to ask someone i i don't know because i kind of feel like you know when you put it you know if you lose an iphone you lose your iphone right but obviously so no uh and then so i went outside and i went back to kind of do some work and sketching the neighborhood and understanding what was going on long story short the police were like kind of like in the area um and so they make a u-turn and they came back around and then they went to speak to these young men and, you know, initially, it didn't occur to me, even though 10 to 20 minutes before, um, uh, that experience with the police turned around uh, and now walked over to this, a group of, like, a much more, like, five or six more young people. They're no more, like, 17, 18 years old. And now they go over to them and they basically are talking with them. But my mind initially did not pin, like, didn't put the two young men who asked me about their phone 15 or 20 minutes earlier with that conversation. I mean, with that sight of seeing the police officers now talking to those young people. So the first thing that came to my mind was like, wow, what are these police officers doing? Um, and what, what are they talking about with these young men? It was two African-American police officers. And I was like, listen, what are they, you know, not remembering that this young man had asked me that, he, did he lose his phone? And so uh, I've lost things in, in the city, um, and particularly on the train station, and have had the opportunity to utilize the lost and found throughout the MTA system. And so, and obviously it's there, it's open certain days a week, and there is a resource for that. Um, it, it, it was really, it was shocking for young people to ask me, did I find a 
you know, did I, what I find, I mean, personally, I probably wouldn't even ask somebody. I would just look and just keep it moving, right? But, because uh, in my mind, you know, when you lose something like an iPhone or put it down in a public space such as a train station, you, you kind of write it off, right? If you can't find it and you don't see it laying there, do you walk around asking everyone in a train station to have they found your phone? Um, so I thought it was really commendable for the young people to have that initiative. <laughs> and maybe somebody might have found it. Um, but then the second part of this was that, um, that somehow or another, my initial thoughts of seeing the police once again with these young people were that maybe they did something wrong. And that there was a problem with them as it relates to probably, you know, whatever. And it was not the case. It was a case that somehow they had misplaced their phone and they obviously felt comfortable enough to interact with police. That may be the truth. I don't know. But the reality is 15 minutes later, they were, you know, having a conversation with the police officers. And for whatever it is, it wasn't bad. They didn't, you know, there was no arrest. There was no any type of brutality. There wasn't any type of thing that I, I felt wrong. But I... So, safe as city in terms of this basic stuff, I feel it, 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 here goes the thing, you know, big, big cities have a lot of people, a lot of different people, and we see a lot of things going on, in particular now, I'll be really clear, you know, on, I'm a firm believer that somehow things happen in, uh, not always in perfect order, but things happen there's certain things that just happen during certain periods of time. Um, and in terms of New, New York, I don't think we're exempt from any of the schedules. I think that we just have things in place that enable us to deal with things differently. And I'll go specifically to say that, you know, when I heard about uh, the, the COVID, the coronavirus, I thought to myself, well, wow, you know, I was raised in that, up in uh, you know, hearing people say, you know, during president, you don't you don't go certain places during election season, uh, during election time, and you know, the next thing that I kind of as I think about it, the COVID sort of kind of like happened around. It, it, it's in the election season, to be quite honest with you, and if you look at the history of how when things have happened, they've always happened during the similar things have happened during the elect like you know during election seasons um for example um and we'll, we'll hit right back but the reality the h1n1 happened during election season where a president sitting president lost to another president due to how things went down with the, you know, at that point in time with the virus, which you could tap into. Safest cities throughout the, that COVID season, I felt like New York was really safe in terms of not only like, I mean, crime, crime is, there's, I mean, crime changes. And, and depending upon the, the population and people and what happens and, and so many factors, economic factors, socioeconomic factors, what people are going through. Um, New, York, New York, I feel, 
was I never felt for one moment unsafe. In fact, throughout the COVID season, I felt like the city there were less people on the street, and so that enabled me to keep moving forward. And I, I, in other words, I felt really comfortable in a place that was more you know quiet or desolate, if you will. There were no there was actually no one on the street. Um, besides, like, the police, you know, I would see them, like, at different locations. Um, safety to me is just being comfortable and feeling like I'm, I'm having no fear about walking around. And so that is not an issue uh, for me and throughout that season. So anyway, bottom line is, here we go. We're going to top it off right now. Safest cities. Uh... <laughs> Here goes what I want to say. Violence happens during election seasons. Not only in the United States of America, it's a pattern. It has happened time and time again, you know, in different countries. People start carrying on and, and just really, and we've seen that happen here. And the reality of it is you cannot save everyone and you cannot arrest everyone and you cannot change everything overnight. And you cannot predict what people will do, the exact actions of people every single day. So if I decide to go outside and do something, I would have to get caught. And there are systems in place that enable us uh, or, or would enable me in that position as, you know, uh, a menace to society, if you will, or, or whatever, to be, you know, brought to justice because there are systems in place. Um, I don't know what's wrong or right to say. But I think the, the city is safe because, like, you know, even when I was in Brooklyn, uh, helicopters flying over the... I was like, what the... What, in Bushwick, you know, Bed-Stuy, it's like, why is the helicopters flying over me? You know, so you, you, they're, they're watching from all angles. You know, the, the, there are tons of tons and tons and tons of different vehicles in the sky, but when they're skirting around in one spot or, like, in one concentrated area over a period of time, you would want to think that it has something to do with security. Safest city. Uh, that's from the sky down. In between, I don't know what's going on, but I reality is that, is that crime with this... Crime, crime happens every day. The reality, it happens every day. Now, remembering that that we're, so we, we get our information through media sources and news sources, which their job is to deliver whatever makes sense to them. And it was important. I'm sure they get much more news than they could ever talk about. And so, honestly, certain things are pushed at certain points in time because it makes more sense to them. Um, and to be honest with you, it's unfortunate that we people you know people are just are losing there's so much going on people are not the, their normal selves they're not working they're not in school things have paused and as we get back to that people are now faced with different types of challenges and stresses you know in terms of safest city it to me what what it speaks is is like we like you know People are, they need to be, they need to get back to where we were or even better in terms of, uh, of, of you know, occupying people's time, you know, and, and to reducing stress. You know, people just don't need to be at home because while that stay at home thing worked for a while, the reality is in certain places, in certain communities where they don't have access to everything they need or they're not working as normal, then things seem to get weird and crime seems to happen. And and then, you know, with, with particular young people seem to get caught up in this or really old. It just, it, all people just seem to get caught up in it. 
you know, and safety in a city like New York means to me is that I could, anything could happen to me. Someone could do something to me. Um, I, I could, anything could happen because the reality, anyone could choose to practice a behavior that is just wrong or criminal, you know, or hateful. You know, they could attack you for whatever reason. But the reality is, is, or burglarize you, or, you know, whatever. But the reality is, is that one of the things I am really confident at is that you will get caught. No one is perfect. No one is perfect. No one is perfect. Everyone has an issue. And everyone in their point in their life has faced, a, a, been in a position where they might have been breaking the law or doing something wrong. But the reality is you will get caught. And I would say you can look right, you can look left, you can look up, you can look down. There is policing and safety measures in place even where you don't think they are. Because I swear to you, I don't know where sometimes these, like, I mean, sorry, I don't want to swear, but I, I'm going to tell you the truth. You know, I'm, I'm standing here, and I'm like, where is the, the, the state? It's like, it's, New York City is, it, it, it will not do things the way it did things 10 years ago. And that's the interesting thing about this place is that I know for a fact that, here it goes, you, we've talked about it, you know, if you're gonna catch someone who's doing something bad, you cannot be, it's done differently. Perfect example, I'll give you, and I'll leave it at that, the bodegas. There was a point in time where bodegas were looked at upon as a, a hangout spots, and eventually lots of crimes used to happen in front of them. They don't. And the reason why is that was an initiative I'm sure was managed by the police department. I don't want to talk about policing, but when people are dying and li lives are being lost, and at the same time we're having a conversation of police brutality, and at the same time we're having a president election, I think let's have a balanced conversation. I'm trying to do this over time. Not too many, but, but over time. The reality is, is that if you go in a bodega, you better believe, you better believe, you better believe every single form of policing and surveillance is, is incorporated into New York City's system. And no matter where you are, and that's it. Hopefully you get the picture here. I'm not like, you know, gonna break it down to a science, but stop thinking like that, that it's not existent. It is. Safety is, 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 is that you could walk outside your door and, you know, you know, the probability is greater that you will not have an issue that you would have to worry about like other places that are completely out of control. The moments where we had mo the looting and stuff, there were measures that were taken to ensure that we would not have that continue and then that we can move forward. That's it. I mean, safer city goes down to, they got it covered. You're going to get, like, you know what I'm saying? The, the person's going to get caught. So it's not a, and hopefully over time, as it did, and it has this proven itself, the, 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 the impacts, uh, the people are less likely to do certain things. So, but then yet again, there's been 
so much work that has been done to to release people from things, but yet still people choose to do stupid things. And I don't know why, but anyway, safe. That's what safe cities mean to me uh, at this point in time. Pay attention. And in terms of like you know the, what's going on with viruses and stuff, read about H one N one and what that story ended in the election cycle. Uh, what was I saying now? Love yourself. <laughs> Whatever. Just live a better life uh, and just be safe. <laughs> The Hume Newman College Preparatory School, one PSIS 180 on the Harlem Way. To school, you say NYC DOE. One eighty, a PS one eighty, IS one eighty. Harlem world, education is key in the world. Straight out of Harlem, Hugo Newman College Preparatory School, PSIS 180, exit three, please. Ooh, I feel the feel, ooh, track and field. IS 180, ooh, they got a track, ooh. Harlem, Harlem, straight out of Harlem, New York City, housing development. Housing affordability on the way. Shout out to the New York City. All on people when my Africans day. Oh, oh, my Latin people, Latino, and the bow they go along the way. Stephen Levi, Memorial Field, FIF 180 the Police Athletic League in the city of New York. How? Yeah, Police Athletic League. New York City, one, two, three. Post your bottles. Post your robo. Oh, robo Harlem. Yeah. Both Ordinance, please, the bailing. Gotta feel. Please, a little bit more. Shaka, shaka, Coca uh. Cola, Coca Cola bottles on the shake shake side. The Hume Newman College Preparatory School, one PSIS one eighty on the Harlem Way. School, you say NYC DOE. One eighty, a PS one eighty, IS one eighty. Harlem World, education is key in the world. Straight out of Harlem, Hugo Newman College Preparatory School, 
PSIS 180. Exit 3, please. Ooh, I feel the feel. Ooh, track and field. IS 180. Ooh, they got a track. Ooh, Harlem, Harlem, straight out of Harlem. New York City, housing development, housing affordability on the way. Shout out to the New York City, all them people, where my Africans day. Oh, oh, my Latin people, Latino, and the boat they go along the way. Stephen P. By Memorial Field, FIF 180 U Field. The police athletic league in the city of New York. How? Yeah, police athletic league. New York City, one, two, three. Post your bottles. Post your robot. Oh, robot me. Harlem. Yeah. The Hume Newman College Preparatory School, one PSIS 180 on the Harlem Way. To school, you say NYC DOE. One eighty, a PS one eighty, IS one eighty, Harlem World. Education is key in the world. Straight out of Harlem, Hugo Newman College Preparatory School, PSIS one eighty, exit three, please. Ooh, I feel the feel. Ooh, track and field, IS one one eighty. Ooh, they got a track. Ooh, Harlem, Harlem, straight out of Harlem, New York City. Housing development, housing affordability on the way. Shout out to the New York City, Harlem people, where my Africans day. Oh, oh, my Latin people, Latino, and the boat they go along the way. By Memorial Field, FIF 180 Field. The Police Athletic League in the city of New York. How? Yeah, Police Athletic League. New York City, one, two, three. Post your bottles, post your robots. 
Coca-Cola bottles on the shake-shake side. 